Hello, everyone. Welcome to Oh Wow, the podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK, starting from the very beginning. I'm your host, Augustine, and today we're getting into season three, episode four, Pandora. Joining me today, I have a very special guest, Chelsea Poe, who is a renowned performer and porn filmmaker, internationally acclaimed. And we're going to be talking about the famous slumber party episode that we all love so much. So welcome, Chelsea, to the pod. Thanks for having me. That this pod exists is so amazing to me. I will talk anyone's ear off at a party about skins and particularly this episode. So it's a dream. When did you start watching skins? Um, I was probably I was in college. I was like eight. No, I was probably like 19. So I was a little bit late to it. I remember when it hit in the US, the US version that I think is really bad. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. It's unbearable. So, yeah. So then I was like, oh, I want to watch the British one. And then I did. And I was like, whoa, this show is wild. It's like I didn't watch Degrassi, but I grew up near Canada. So like everyone knew about Degrassi. I felt like it was kind of like Degrassi, but like edgier in British. Right. Definitely. Yeah. I had an episode a couple back um, with my friend Violet Tendency, who is a drag performer. And we were talking about the parallels between Degrassi and Skins. And it was fun to kind of see how Skins just always takes things that extra step further. (laughs) It's so intense. And like... I feel like the kid, if you watch it at the age that the characters are, you're getting into like such reckless stuff. And I feel like because of that, I was like, because this episode, I was like, oh, MDMA. Yeah, that seems really fun. And as you're talking about Degrassi, actually, I'm just thinking about the episode of Degrassi where Ashley takes the MDMA and freaks out and starts telling everybody off. And there actually are a lot of parallels to this episode because... In both shows, we learned that taking MDMA at a house party usually leads to a hot mess of a situation. (laughs) It really does. Um, From personal experience, yes, that's kind of what happens. (laughs) Feel free to share your own experiences, too. We're very open about uh, using this as an outlet for therapy, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm here for that. Uh, Yeah, I feel like this show, if you're watching it in those years where you're like in college, you're probably going to get into some more stuff than you usually would right they make it look so cool (laughs) they really do so this episode opens just to recap where we were at last week we met thomas and then thomas had to leave because his mom didn't want him getting involved in drugs and girls and parties excuse me to all of you listening i have a little bit of a cold today so you might hear some sniffling and coughing but we're persevering um so we open this episode with Pandora. She's in Effie's room and they had just like had a bit of a party night or whatever. She's wearing Thomas's necklace and just thinking about him. So it's very clear that Pandora really misses him. She was so fond for him. And um, Anthea is also one of the biggest characters in this episode, uh, Mrs. Stoneham. And she's sort of talking with Pandora while Effie's asleep. And Pandora saying that she only knew Thomas for three days, but she loved him. And it brings in this topic of love that is really seen through the whole episode. 
So they go downstairs. That's just sort of the little intro into what we're going to be seeing. But Mm -hmm. they go downstairs, the famous Stoneham breakfast dinner table where (laughs) there's always drama. (laughs) In the the Nutter t-shirt that is recurring. Yes. Thank you for pointing (laughs) that out because (laughs) it's so good. Um, I noticed that Effie's starting to sound more and more like Tony, just the way she's sort of calling people out and she's so observant of everybody's motives and secrets. We find out that Pandora's mom is very wholesome and not like the Stonums. So Pandora has to lie to her mom about what they were doing the night before. Like with the Stonums, they're just saying, oh yeah. And then we saw his cock and we got drunk. <laughs> and it was so fun. And I think like when you're that age, there are the parents that don't care if you say that. And Definitely. then there's the parents that you're like, um, yeah, we were making soup for homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> So that's like the introduction to how Pandora's mom is going to be. And then big plot point, Steve comes by the house and Jim finds out that Anthea has been having an affair. In like the most dramatic, ridiculous way possible. Yeah, what I was like, there's no way she would just make out with him (laughs) (laughs) for like a solid 45 seconds. My partner, who's never watched Skins, I was like, we need to watch this episode. I'm going on a podcast. And at that point, she's like, this is just too much. Like, why why are you doing this to me? (laughs) It is really ridiculous. And also just the fact that Jim hadn't picked up on this at all. And he's so oblivious. It makes you kind of feel bad for him, even though he's such an unsympathetic character previous to this. So Effie's really upset, of course. This is also the first time we see Effie being really emotionally affected by something other than Tony getting hit by the bus, of course, but on her own, she's like really upset. She runs away and Pandora's chasing after Effie and they get into the conversation. Like, why are we friends? And Pandora says, well, that's because Effie's really cool and Pandora will do anything Effie says (laughs) and not fuck her boyfriend. (laughs) Very relatable. Yeah. This show is just so direct. It's just like, so it's so great. I just love it so much. And this is something to keep in mind as we're watching through the rest of the episode because it's like Effie says, okay, so that's it. That's why we're friends. And Pandora's like, yeah. And that is basically the structure of their friendship. But we'll see as you take those pieces away, are they going to be able to stay friends? We'll have to find out. And then Katie and Danny show up. And Danny's so gross. What do you think? He's literally the worst literally the worst like I just hate seeing I don't even remember what happens with him so I have no like future (laughs) foresight about him I don't have any idea I think it just like dissolves into air at some point like I just don't I don't remember what happens to him at all yeah I just want to watch Katie come into her own and I think she kind of does in this episode a little bit she has a little bit of independence from him and we start to see her as a little bit more of a likable character through the rest of the episode. So anyway, they're all joining up to go to the party at Pandora's house. Pandora is really sad about Thomas leaving. So she's having a pajama party at her mom's house and it's going to be very wholesome fun. And they're going to play Twister and eat (laughs) jelly. And then Effie's going to teach Pandora how to have sex with Thomas when Thomas inevitably returns when we think or whatever. It's very cute. (laughs) 
I just love all like the lesbian subtext to this that it's like, oh, you need your best friend to teach you how to have sex. Yes. Like all like, oh, it's only gonna be girls at this party that um Panda's mom is like, oh yeah, boys can't ever be here. I was like, that's so much lesbian subtext leading to this. And as a filmmaker and sapphic porn creator, it really does feel like the intro to like a porn scene of just like It really does. <laughs> like that's all I was thinking during. I'm like, that's all this is. But I I was when I first watched this, I didn't realize that Naomi and Emily were gay. So like when all this was playing out, I was just like screaming. I was like, no way. They're giving me a femme for femme relationship in this. Yeah. yeah. And we've watched them struggle back and forth, which I feel like is such a real struggle, especially with femme for femme relationships of like, yes. Oh, this isn't gay. We're just like having fun. <laughs> and that struggle is very painful. <laughs> so we meet Angela, who is Pandora's mom at the house. And she says, no boys allowed, which, yeah, is very, very gay. <laughs> just like, we don't want any of those dirty, stinky boys around. <laughs> Effie is very visibly uncomfortable with the wholesome setting of the house, which is something I was reflecting on a little bit of just Effie comes from such a tumultuous home environment and Tony and all of that with their family. It's, the dynamics are so stressful and there's just always chaos at their house that she's so thrown off by a wholesome house that you can tell she's like on edge the whole time. Naomi and Emily arrive for the slumber party at the girls' night, and we also meet the neighbor. We find out his name is Martin, and he's very uptight and judgmental, and it's like, you are troublesome young ladies <laughs> using swear words, but we'll see about Martin later. So then, okay, the biggest thing is the brownies. The girls are all baking these brownies, and Katie's sort of bragging, like, I put MDMA in the brownies, so we're <laughs> going to have a really fun time, which is morally not great. <laughs> not great. I don't think they intended for Pandora's mom to, like, eat five of them either. But this is skins. Are they not going to put MDMA in the brownies? Like, come on. <laughs> like, we're here for this. Right. We're here for these reckless teens, like being completely reckless and doing crazy shit like cook like that's why we're watching skins right of course so they have this big batch of mdma brownies and that's really going to get the action going for the night <laughs> katie and naomi are going back and forth about playing twister and like being like i'm not gay i'm not gonna like grab your fanny during twister <laughs> like because we're all just straight girls <laughs> having a straight also, time. Also, the point where Naomi says, I'm not a muff muncher, I'm a cock cruncher. What the <laughs> just like, what is that? I, I thinking... don't think that's even slang in the UK. Like, I think that's just its own thing. The writers did such a good job on this episode. <laughs> Truly. What, oh, what was it? Katie's like, oh, we're double done with the DNA dump. And I was just like, ew. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess you have to think like all of Pandora's lines, like someone had to write that down, submit that to someone and be like, should this be it? And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll go with that. The writing is so funny. This up, Yeah, Pandora's lines where she's like, Effie's mom's gone monkey and like <laughs> totally bananas. <laughs> 
and nobody knows what anyone's saying the whole episode it's so silly I just love the like silly lighthearted energy <laughs> yeah um and of course they put on the pajamas that Pandora and her mom made very cute little hand-sewn jammies for a wholesome good time <laughs> that all end with poo for some reason <laughs> I am so curious. I have never been to the UK, as I have to often say, but are there people like this in England? Um, I don't know. I've been a few times. Uh, I don't know. I haven't been to that part of the country. I haven't been to Bristol. I've almost taken the, like, the megabus there just to do it. Because it seems so, because there's like an actual tour where you can see all the locations. Like a skins tour? yeah oh my god I need to go I know right yeah I feel the same way I could never get anyone to go with me so I'm always like I'm not gonna go to Bristol alone and just like walk around <laughs> I fully would do that like, <laughs> you need to do an on location pod someday but um yes yeah I don't know I guess there might be some people like that just silly bellies who are like <laughs> whizzy poo <laughs> <laughs> Pandora is just like a caricature of, I think, what Americans think of English people. <laughs> is it okay if I talk about Pandora's future? Because there's something I need to call out. Yeah, go for it. How does she go to Harvard? That's like the end of her story. Is I don't remember she that. Goes, yeah. Um, <gasps> Thomas gets into Harvard on a athletic scholarship. And then Panda's like, oh, I got accepted too. Wow. You're telling I'm me totally Panda goes remember. to Harvard. I'm just saying. Not that she's not smart. Maybe it's just her family's like uptight. So they made her get good grades or something. Maybe. I don't know. It's I a can't imagine being friends with Effie though and like dicking around for high school. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I the definitely really cool, didn't. girl who smokes cigarettes. Like. Yeah. I didn't. I totally forgot. That's the thing is with seasons one and two, I remember everything that happens, but seasons three and four, I really don't remember much past like season three. So it's going to be an interesting rewatch. Yeah. I'm all on gen two. That's like, that's your favorite. Yeah. That's my favorite. Gen that's one's awesome. really good. Then gen three is just like so confusing. I have to find people who are really into the third generation because I feel like most people have their favorite, but I haven't found anyone who's like a diehard third generation fan yet. I think there's a reason for that. <laughs> I'll have to be the diehard generation three fan because yeah. I kind of love them, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I'm glad that you really know this generation because yeah. I don't even remember a lot of the stuff. Just to add another level of chaos to this wholesome girls' night, aside from the MDMA brownies, we also have Cook and JJ outside <laughs> plotting their way to sneak into the house <laughs> and crazily just like climbing onto the roof. It's very stereotypical, like boys showing up at the girls' sleepover to see them like getting changed kind of thing. It, also, Cook is calling jj gay j like half the time it's like that would have not have flown even like five years ago i feel like <laughs> <laughs> like it's so different <laughs> yeah <laughs> hook is definitely problematic by today's standards <laughs> yeah i mean you see where his character ends up in like the after ones where it's like whoa i guess that makes sense though <laughs> 
Yeah, poor JJ. I really sympathize. I think there's so many parallels between Pandora and JJ too that I'm going to have to like next episode. I, maybe in JJ's episode, I'll spend some time talking about those two because they're sort of see that. The, yeah, like the nice one who just gets roped into everything. Mm-hmm. So JJ's begrudgingly tagging along with Cook and trying to get Cook to stop trying to break into the house. <laughs> yeah, Cook's basically, I'm just going to break in and then it's all just going to go right. It's all going to just work out. And Pandora's mom's like, I'm literally going to call the cops. Like, <laughs> stay the fuck away from our house. And JJ's saying, oh, Freddie told me, just say no. Just say no to Cook. And if he tries to do anything, just tell him no. And Freddie, we see the three of them starting to have some rifts where Freddie's really trying to pull JJ away from Cook's influence. But Cook is still very much dominating the friend group at this point. Pandora's mom is just sauced off the brownies. and Yeah, having fun. Yeah. Just being like, do you hear the music? This is the best song. And that is what MDMA feels like. Having a nice time. We find out that Panda's mom is not quite as wholesome as she presents to be. So maybe it's not her first rodeo taking MDMA. (laughs) Because she's having fun. And then she does like pass out because she had about five or six of the brownies at this point. Yeah, don't Katie. Is it Katie and um, Effie just like throw her on the bed and be like, oh, she's alive. It's fine. Yeah. Effie kind of has a moment where she says sorry because... She's definitely taking the fall for this. And that's also something I forgot is that Katie's the one who spiked the brownies. I always thought it was Mm -hmm. Effie who did it. And at that point, Cook has somehow snuck into the house and like gets trapped in the closet. And instead of freaking out, he just starts drinking vodka in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't fucking care. So we're just leaving Cook in the wardrobe to get drunk. Pandora's figured out what's going on at this point and she's really upset and she's upset at Effie because she just assumes that Effie's the one who spiked the brownies which would make sense because it's something Effie would do yeah it's a very Effie thing to do right and I think it's fair that Panda is so upset about Thomas leaving and she feels like she doesn't get to have anything for herself and it's not fair that Effie doesn't care about anybody but gets to have everything it seems like yeah so so she's like in the bathroom crying and then Effie's like I'll teach you how to give a blowjob as a (laughs) consolation which is such a Tony line because when Tony said to Maxie like I'll give you a head that's friendship That is the that might be the best scene of the series. <laughs> that he blew his, his best friend in front of his sleeping girlfriend who wasn't sleeping. <laughs> you could not have that storyline in the United States. You could not have that. No, and then just kind of shrug it off and like keep it rolling. <laughs> be like, whatever, it happens. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely tell that Effie was raised by Tony. yeah they really wrote her very well about like just like the whole stoneham family and like how it's like unraveling i feel like they really wrote that well with over literally four seasons i think one thing that skins does really well is like character consistency Mm -hmm. and they really tie little details together whereas in degrassi sometimes characters just do things and you're like why would they do that and there's not a lot of like consistency to their mannerisms or their personality even. 
I feel like most shows on E4, there's just like um, a lot of just like really good writing, I feel like. And it just like really carries through. Like I've definitely noticed that with, um, do you ever watch the show Fresh Meat? No. It's um kind of like, yeah, it's on like the same channel Skins is on. It has like half the cast of the Inbetweeners in it and a few other shows. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Was that after Inbetweeners? Um, yeah, it was directly after. It was like them going off to college, like two of them. How have I never yeah. even heard of it's this It's really show? good. It also has um, one of the lesbians from, um, is it Looking or Regardless? Yeah, it, it's like a, another show that's like, it's not like quite as heavy as Skins. It's a little bit more in a comedy vein, but I think it also does a really good job with like character development and stuff. Cool. I'll definitely have to check it out. And was Misfits on E4? Do you know? I never watched that I think, either. I think so. But I know that's like a really popular yeah, one. Yeah. The I first few it. seasons of it's great. I love it. But I tried to rewatch it during the pandemic. And it's just like, I hit a point where I'm just like, okay, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> awesome. I, yeah, the writing, it's so good. And yeah, a lot of American shows don't really bother to have the co- continuity. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Skins is definitely like the level of like maybe like an HBO show in the States. Yeah. Like I think the cinematography, the writing, the explicitness, I feel like it's all kind of like that. Definitely. So things are kind of a hot mess at this point. Pandora's crying in the bathroom. Her mom is passed out. The girls are just like partying and having fun. And we get the Naomi tension. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where is- Emily's like giving Naomi that look yeah it's like what do you want to drink and she's just like I want a fucking uh uh fucking and then it's just like do they kiss directly then or there's like a line about being like are you actually gay or are you just high on molly and they're just like no I'm just it's the drugs yeah which is so it's so frustrating like I just (laughs) want to be like come on Emily just be open about the fact that you're super gay for Naomi because everybody already knows. <laughs> and I think Naomi just wants her to admit it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like usually like in real life, like one of them would have been like, oh, I'm gay already. You need to come out sort of thing. Like, come on, we both know. But that like Naomi's also playing the role of being like, no, I'm straight. Yeah. That, that's the only part that feels a little weird to me where it's like you guys, at least one of you would be like, out I feel like in that situation I know I feel like Naomi would be the one who's just like listen I'm gay and if you want to be with me or whatever you just have to admit it and not throw me under the bus about it but it is weird for Naomi to sort of take this stance of like I'm actually more straight than you (laughs) just a little overcompensating just like look at her you're not straight girl no one's buying that no one literally like me trying to date men forever and just being like what (laughs) this makes perfect sense (laughs) but then there's like a line that's like it's like oh you are gay and then emily's like yes i am or it's not even yes i am it's just like yes which feels a little awkward but i guess they had to get that line somewhere yeah, I just want Emily to admit it, but it must be tough with Katie being her sister and that whole situation with their family doesn't seem super progressive and like accepting. 
<laughs> no, not at all. And then, of course, JJ is just in the background watching them kiss. So he's having the best day of his teenage boy life. Yeah, JJ with a boner over there. And doesn't he like claps or something? It, or <laughs> so, is it not that comical? I don't think he claps, but I know his face is just like, uh, <laughs> uh JJ, I have such a soft spot for him. Because, uh, you know, if it was Cook watching, he would be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cook would say something really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> he would ruin the moment. But JJ is a little more of a normal human being. So he's just like, oh, my God. He's a soft boy. He's a soft boy, a little soft boy summer. Um, then Danny shows up to the party with like 40 people, which is the worst nightmare. There's always the like old guy that would show up with all of his friends. At yeah, the, it's like, like Tomo, Jimmo, every <laughs> sort of O. <laughs> oh, Danny. There was, there was, what? there was actually a guy named Dan who used to crash all the teenage girls' parties and just bring all the shitty, like, drug dealer friends and make a mess Ugh. and just trash the place and leave. And anyway, those guys are <laughs> that losers. sounds awful. Yeah, they're such losers. Like, why are these old guys hanging out with young kids? Because they're losers. This is when Effie finds Cook in the cupboard <laughs> and is having like an emo girl moment and she's like you just don't give a fuck about anything do you and he's like no (laughs) (laughs) effie really wants to just not care she does have a heart but she's like fighting against it and she really just wants to be heartless yeah she's depressed emo girl smoke cigarettes badass just like that's her mentality that's her aesthetic that's her like energy like going out into the world i feel like yeah, I think some of it's wanting to kind of emulate Tony too and because he was so cool and uncaring for such a long time and that's kind of what she watched. But I definitely relate so much more to Cassie because Cassie's so emotional and so just openly mm-hmm. sensitive and cries all the time. And I never really related to Effie being like, cool. I could never hold it in. So. I could never be that cool. No, yeah. that was like always my thing. I'm like, this can't happen. Right. Cassie tries to be cool and then just like freaks out and it doesn't work, (laughs) (laughs) which I feel is uh, a lot more relatable for me personally. (laughs) So Effie's cool though. So she just climbs in the cupboard and they start banging, which seems uncomfortable and hot and like smelly to me, but which they like have done this like just in random places at least like four times this part. Also, I noticed this watching in the first time every time they fuck cook has to be like grab my balls he says it every single time i don't know if he said in this one but like how did that like make it in there was that like an ad lib or were they like we need this character to say grab my balls he does it at the end of the episode where he's like talking to pandora after which we'll get to but he's making the motion of ball stop Oh, it's, yeah, that's true. I don't know where he gets this from. Why is it his thing? Everyone has their own things, I guess. (laughs) That's just his thing. (laughs) Yeah, that that is. I mean, it really sums up his character well, though. Like, it fits into just kind of, like, the wild shit he's doing. Yeah, I feel like he would want, like, a little CBT in... With the pleasure and just make it hurt a little. 
Yeah, I think he would definitely be into BDSM and some crazy shit. Oh, cook. The grossest fuck. Just the grossest fuck. So it's gross. I so gross. like now watching it, I'm like, why did anyone fuck cook? Like, why? Especially <laughs> like, with so all his gross. tattoos and like you just it's like seems slimy and sweaty, just him. <laughs> I tend to go on rants about the gross sex a lot, so it's that's valid that's a big part of the show yeah so they're just like banging in the cupboard pandora's crying and then yeah they fall into the neighbor's house and they find the camera set up and they turn it on and we see that angela and martin the really judgmental neighbor guy have a sex tape together and so they're not as uptight and prim and proper as they seem it's pretty yeah. pretty tame though <laughs> yeah relatively i feel like there's a lot of things in skins where they're like we're just gonna throw this out there it's like a little like easter egg thing almost where it's just like, oh yeah they also have a sex tape together isn't that wild <laughs> and it's like maybe to put in a really analytical view maybe it's sort of with everything with the Stoneham family, it's kind of like everyone has their secrets, no matter how put together people seem, like everyone has a secret life. And so nobody's really better than anyone else. But the Stonehams are just very outwardly messy. Yeah, very chaotic. That would be my like critical viewer. Like, oh, the symbolism of the sex. I mean, <laughs> that's true, though. I mean, you're right. Um, at this point, JJ is just like freaking out because there's just chaos ensuing around him. And poor JJ is very overstimulated and definitely going into like sensory overload and freaking out. So Freddie shows up to help him get out of there because he's just like stuck in the corner. And of course... Nobody's going to help him. So <laughs> Freddie's a good friend. Freddie's a good boy. <laughs> He's great. He's like probably the most heart of gold person in this show. Yeah. Like, I think Freddie's like up here for me all the way on the top. Yeah. I didn't really appreciate him until watching it now. And I'm just like, what a nice nice young man <laughs> truly <laughs> <laughs> and he's upset with Effie because Effie's just kind of fucking around leading everybody on having sex with Cook even though everyone knows Cook is really gross and and she's like realizing that maybe Cook is not the right option for her I don't know I feel like everyone felt that way when at Cook's birthday party when he was like obsessively drinking and everyone's like whoa you need to not but everyone but she's still like oh I'm gonna fuck Cook it's fine he's drinking in a cabinet with <laughs> like a bottle of vodka yeah I'll fuck him like that's it's a depre- just- that's a depressed girl move right there yeah to that. yeah just like not having the clarity and also just getting involved with Freddie would mean being like vulnerable and kind of having her shit together and it's like that must be scary for her especially watching everything with her parents like watching their marriage fall apart I can imagine she just wants to go for the guy who you know it's not gonna work out with yeah yeah exactly (laughs) it's like a sure you can never be disappointed with cook (laughs) it's true you're like how his whole storyline ended up it's just like yeah like he probably killed some people yeah that's about right like (laughs) that's where you're expecting with cook 
Yeah, it's not shocking. It's just kind of like par of the course. For oh him. yeah, he's kind of involved with the mob or some shit like that. Like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Of course. So we're starting to get attached to the, uh, what would you call it? Like freffy, the freffy shipping versus the cook and Effie. Like, who do we want her to end up with? And now I'm team Freddie. She should have just like went full gay. She should have turned Katie gay. (gasps) Twins gay. Power couple. Honestly, I would be having my own skins podcast if that happened. (laughs) Oh my God. So much more sold on that. And then they could have a spinoff about the four of them and like their future lives. (laughs) I mean, the the Emily Naomi ending too much. It, It hit me too hard. Yeah, yeah. I am excited to have more Naomi conversations with people because that's like my main focus on this generation. Just like, who cares? Effie, fuck Cook, fuck Freddie, who cares? Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Emily, just come out as gay. (laughs) I know. And then you get like the most wholesome lesbian episodes for like four or five episodes. Mm -hmm. It's just like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. So Effie is out whatever freddie takes jj home the party's coming to a conclusion everyone's like passing out whatever and panda finally leaves the bathroom and walks in on cook in her room and he's just kind of smoking a joint and she's like all i wanted out of tonight was to play twister and learn how to have sex and he's like you can show me how to play twister Cook's like, I can do both of those right now. Yeah. (laughs) Cook's down, of course. Like, just fuck Duffy in a cabinet. Why not, like, (laughs) hang out with Pandora and whatever? He doesn't care. So it's, like, kind of weirdly cute when they're, like, this scene. I don't know why. Maybe the music or something just had me like, oh, this is kind of (laughs) sweet. He was, like, kind of being gentle with her. So I think that's what I found endearing. Yeah, but he wasn't. I don't, did he? He did the ball motion after, but he didn't say it in this one. We didn't have to watch it. <laughs> we didn't have to watch it twice in one episode. Like, he was very, like, gentle. And then, yeah, they have sex. And it's, like, not as gross. He's very sweet about it. So I think we kind of see that he's a scumbag, but he's not, like, that level of a scumbag like he knows that pandora is sort of this like gentle naive person Mm -hmm. of course he could just not have sex with her (laughs) (laughs) that's not within the cook person there's no situation where it's like i'm not gonna have sex with her it's always gonna be yeah it's like he's he's going to but (laughs) he'll be like nice about it (laughs) yeah and that's all we can ask for from him (laughs) the bar is in hell for cook (laughs) Oh, did you put the part where um, Katie sees Emily and Naomi making out? No. Did I miss yeah, that? Yeah, I think <gasps> so. Yeah. In my, I mean, I missed it in the watching. I didn't oh, even really? see that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So when, like, all this crazy shit's happening before um, all, like, the douchey soccer guys show up with, like, who, like... 30 year olds and shit yeah before they did um katie like walked down and she saw emily on top of naomi and like the bounce house thing and they were making out and then like the horn came and then yeah 
Did I just like, that, did my computer just skip that scene? Because I remember it as you're talking about it, but I don't even think that it like played in my watch through. <gasps> I missed wait, the whole scene. did they edit? Maybe they edited it. <laughs> they edited it. Because I remember that as you're talking yeah, about it. Yeah, it's 100%. Yeah. I just watched the episode like right before we're talking. So they didn't put, I'm going to have to go back and check and see and maybe I'll put an editor's note in here, but I don't think that they played it or maybe my computer wow. just skipped it. But that is such a, a huge part of the plot. <laughs> what? That's homophobia right there. That is homophobia. If they edited that part out, I'm straight up mad. <laughs> I will have to, I'll message you when I find out because okay. I literally, I'm like, maybe I'm just sick and like my brain just like. This is me in editing and I went back and checked and they didn't edit the scene out. I must have just been blowing my nose and looked away for one second and missed it. So don't worry, the bounce house scene still exists and I just didn't mention it. So thank you, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, because then, yeah, Katie's just like, oh, I guess my sister might be gay. Yeah. I don't think she confronts her in this episode, though. I think that's like a few episodes away. Right. Weird. <laughs> huh. Well, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check that out. But okay, listeners, this is an important <laughs> plot point. It happened. Whether Hulu edited it out and wants to like gaslight us into believing it didn't happen, it did happen and it's important, and I will be referencing it in future <laughs> episodes. So like that's real. <laughs> it's I mean, canon. Yeah. <laughs> You're well. You're welcome. Anytime you need me to remem- remember any lesbian plot points from Skins, I got you. I got you. 100%. Please, please do. <laughs> Thank you. It's so nice because I am like senile with this generation for some oh. reason. <laughs> I focus too much on the first generation. Okay. Yes. Important. That's in there at some point during the party before everything with Cook and Pandora and all that because the episode ends with Effie seeing pandora and cook walking out of the house and he's doing the ball grabbing motion and all the like (laughs) (laughs) like like he's explaining something very important to pandora (laughs) 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 and effie catches on very quickly that they hooked up and she's a little hurt because cook is supposed to be her unhinged guy you're fucking with Cook. Like, you know he's fucking everyone. Like, how is she being like, oh, you're not monogamous? Like, really? <laughs> like, really? He was at a brothel, like, two episodes ago. <laughs> right? Like, this is what he does. Yeah. So, poor Effie is really uh, in for a heartbreak if she's getting attached to Cook. I think Freddie would treat her right. Or Katie would treat her right. But Right? Because Katie's sticking by Danny, even though he sucks. So, um, and she like knows he sucks too. Yeah, like she's like always like, "You need to stop, babe. Come on." It's such a lesbian moment because that's exactly like me with every boyfriend. Just like, <laughs> please stop talking. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> I can say solidly from experience that is definitely a sign you might be gay if you hate all your boyfriends. Do. You- this is like unrelated to the direct show, but do you yeah. see what Katie does now? The actress? No. She's a bodybuilder. Oh shit. Yeah, she's like hella ripped. Nice. And I'm gonna like have to does, look. I think she like does steroids and stuff. I'm not positive. I, I think she's that. a bodybuilder now. Whoa, she is ripped. Damn. She looks great. And then Emily just ended up being on like 
this MTV show where she plays an American girl who was like in a coma for a year or something and then it's just like getting her life back <laughs> it's so interesting because they were so young on this show wow Megan Prescott if you guys haven't seen what she's up to you should definitely take a google yeah she's you like should. a competitive bodybuilder um it's so interesting seeing what everyone ended up doing and how many like critically acclaimed actors and actresses ended up for on real show. yeah Effie's like in so many real things now yeah I saw some Twitter post or something talking about how frustrating it is when 30-year-olds play high schoolers and then comparing it to skins and saying, like, look how young they all look because they were, like, actually 16 on the show. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's really weird to think that, like, these kids were, like, the age of, like, the same Harry Potter actors in, like, the first and second movie, like, the second and third movies. But they're, like, going out there and, like, doing fake MDMA and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and especially for it to have its acclaim at the time, but now, like, 12 years later, really be hitting, like, cult classic levels is, must be really weird to be, like, 30 and just be like, yeah, that show we did back in the 2000s is, like, super famous with kids now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like it, is so explicit is relatable in a way to a lot of people and almost aspirational in a bad way in some ways like now I look back I'm like whoa I maybe should not have been watching this when I was like 19 and like very impressionable but I think it's a genuinely great show and like that there's like gay characters and all that stuff I feel like it's just in a cool way that isn't a thing at all in the United States like you never see any like show like this that has gay characters or like talking about like homelessness or you know just like all like the other kind of deeper issues I think that's what makes it such a good show yeah did you watch I haven't watched Euphoria but I feel like maybe Euphoria coming out is kind of what like brought back the skins renaissance maybe that's just me projecting because I refuse to watch Euphoria because I'm like, it's not Skins. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it. I feel like I'm getting too old to like watch like the 19 shows anymore. And yeah. I feel like I was doing it. And then, um, yeah, then I was like, okay. Um, after Skins, I started watching Girls, which is like very <laughs> different, obviously. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, okay. Now I'm like in my 20s. And now I feel like it's almost weird to go back and be like, okay. I'm going to watch another show that's about 18 year olds. (laughs) Right. If I hadn't seen Skins when I was younger, I don't think I would start watching it now as a 27 year old and feel like any connection to it. (laughs) You'd just be like, where are their parents? When I have children someday, I'm going to make sure they don't do this. Right. Yeah. It's a lot of the nostalgia is like keeping me tied to these little shithead characters. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like just like the cinematography of it, it's shot very well. I feel like there's all these artistic parts of it mm-hmm. that really gives it the staying power that I don't think you have that many people going back and watching Degrassi, really. Right, definitely. Yeah, Degrassi doesn't really have the like artistic scope, I would say, or like the deeper layers. <laughs> yeah, people just like post Drake memes and like that's it about <laughs> that. And then... With skins, it's like just like depressed queers on Twitter or whatever, or I guess TikTok now posting like things about Cassie and and Effie, and just like I feel like that's just kind of how it is. 
Yeah, so many queer people relate to the characters, which is such a cool thing I didn't expect when I started the podcast. I really had no idea like who the target demographic would end up being. And it's really cool that it is mostly other queer people, which makes sense as to why I got so attached to it back then, yeah. too. It's it's kind of cool. I feel like sexuality is pretty fluid in it. Like you have a yeah. lot of people who are even straight who are doing gay things like Tony Mm -hmm. or like yeah I feel like there's just room for experimentation in it and I feel like sexuality just is viewed I think particularly like I'm from the midwest of the states and it's just like you just don't have access to that so it's just like oh you're seeing all this stuff and all this like debaucherous stuff that you really don't even get to see around you yeah and you're not making up like a lot of people watch these shows that just have straight couples and then they have to like force the like shipping queer characters together that aren't actually queer and in this show it's like you can pretty much ship anybody together because it could be realistic (laughs) and it's not like in like a pandering way like glee where like you know like maxi's doing like as many drugs as everyone else it's not like the gay characters are the good ones you know right like they're doing as much as anyone else like That's what I was talking about with TJ when he was the guest um, back on the Tony episode and just saying that, yeah, the queer characters on the show are fully fleshed out characters. Yeah, truly. They're not just like one dimensional. Yeah, which is so much more authentic and like fun to watch too. I always go back to Kurt on Glee just being like, I'm gay. And like, that's I know, it. right? <laughs> I, I watched one episode of Glee. Um, I was a hardcore Lady Gaga fan back in the day. So I was like, I'm gonna watch the Lady Gaga episode. It was just like, oh, he's sad. He's a stepbrother. He doesn't accept him. So he listened to a Lady Gaga song and cried. And it's like, I uh... listened to Lady Gaga when I was sad, obviously at that time. But it didn't feel like it was a flesh out character. It was just like, oh. This is what gay people do, right? They sing a Lady Gaga song when they're sad. Yeah. And then I called the faggot or become performers. And it's like, oh, you just have to be fabulous. (laughs) It's like there's no fabulous queers on skins. Like no. Everyone's dirty. (laughs) (laughs) You're so right. Yeah. I guess Maxie's kind of, but like he's just he kind of is, but he's also like dealing with like that stalker girl Mm. he's like dealing with real stuff (laughs) like maxi would not be like let's just put on a lady gaga song everybody oh my (laughs) because we're talking about maxi's performing yeah the 9-11 musical is the most (laughs) wild thing anywhere like if if most americans saw that they would be horrified yeah (laughs) like that's on like hulu in the united states and people like don't i guess know about it yeah it's like objectively (laughs) offensive it's like then came the day where osama blew us away like that's ridiculous there's some moments of skins where i'm just like how am i gonna approach this on the podcast (laughs) because all i can say is like that's bad (laughs) It's like kind of funny, but it's really bad. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's definitely a cultural thing. But like, even then, just like in the UK, they're like, okay, so we're gonna have them do a musical. It's gonna be 9-11 themed. 
There's so it's many just... bad things. Like when in the last episode, when they're doing the like African savanna theater. Oh yeah, thing, that was so bad. I'm just like, there's no way you could do this now. Like this would be seen as so offensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some moments like that. Yeah. The 9-11 thing, I rewatch I rewatched Skins of Skins a few times. Um I have it on my computer like downloaded so whenever I have long flights I'm like I'm gonna knock out a season or whatever and it always like I always forget about the musical until it comes and then I'm like oh my god you get blindsided by it. yeah every single time I totally forget about it I'm like oh my god I feel like the worst part is that it always gets stuck in my head and then I feel like an asshole because in my head I'm like singing the lyrics and I'm like stop like brain worms yeah yeah <laughs> I, I really hope there's a scandal someday that people figure that out in the United States and they're like, how dare they? Oh, they just all get canceled in like 2030. <laughs> that, that would be the funniest thing. I'd be so here for it. I feel like we're getting there because with the Harry Potter fans, they were getting so hyped last year and now like all the Harry Potter actors are canceled. I feel like Skins is on this trajectory up and then people are going to be like, nope, it's offensive kind of what the show is <laughs> i know this is your podcast but can i ask you a question sure of anyone on the harry potter cast or the skins cast who could go over to the other series who do you think would fit best whoa okay hmm let me think i mean <laughs> oh my god i mean for putting like a harry potter person in skins i think draco would like oh damn to have some interesting sort of like villain or antagonist role in the skins world he would like sell bad drugs to someone and someone would like die (laughs) he would be like the posh kid at the private school who like gets in trouble with everybody and ends up getting like stabbed or something (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that's why i thought that question would be important I think Draco would be the posh kid who gets stabbed for selling bad drugs. I think that's That's great. That's great. How about you? What do you think? I think on the other end around, Mm -hmm. I think, I feel like Tony would like really fit in with like a Gryffindor, like a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I think he would be bad there, but like, just like his personality, I feel like would really fit. I could see him in wizard robes. Yeah, for sure. I think he might have been in something that was like witch adjacent. Maybe that's why I'm thinking that. I think he I was in know. like something. That was he was good. in like some sort of like mystical thing or something of the sort. I think. Oh, it was like Jack and the Giant. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was in that. He was like the star. We need more Harry Potter skins fanfics. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It kind of works. I mean, they're at the British. time we're around the same age. Yeah, they're both British. Yeah. <laughs> That's my first thought. It's like, uh, they're British. It's all they're the same. They're in the same world. country. They can they can take a bus to each other. They're fine. Yeah. It's just like canon that skins was happening at the same time as Harry <laughs> Potter. <laughs> England was in shambles at this time. <laughs> It is really weird to think about like all the influence, like those are two very influential series and they were kind of happening at the same time, I believe. 
at the end of the day, <laughs> when all is said and done, um, Thomas returns back and just in time for Panda to have hooked up with Cook when she really wanted to be with Thomas. So there's going to inevitably be something that happens with that. And he hugs her. And that's like the last scene, just so I can get out the last scene of the episode. But there's a lot going on. We're setting up a lot of dominoes to knock over. Yeah, it's like a hell of a cliffhanger. Like it mm-hmm. just is like, so he's back now. Yep. And everything we just covered is really just stirring the pot. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I feel like there's just like so many big storylines that happen like in the next few episodes. I haven't even looked at what the next one is, so I'll have to take a look at what that is. But ah, man, we're getting into the good stuff. It's always nice to get past like the first introductory um episodes and start getting into the meat of the drama so i can just like talk shit because <laughs> <laughs> that's the fun part and yeah that's where we end this episode i guess i'm gonna give the bristol's best to the um sexy poo pajamas did you have any oh you pointed out the nutter shirt yeah were there any big really like fashion nice. moments you noticed um, I think just the pajamas. I mean, those were really the MVP of the episode for sure. Yeah, yeah I don't think there's really any other like big fashion thing. It, I mean, I think Katie's always wearing her leopard print. True. So yeah, other than that, I don't think there was really anything that exciting. Like <laughs> aesthetically, I think it was all on the sexy food. They were like, okay, we have these pajamas for this shoot. Anything else, just dress them normal. <laughs> Yeah, just grab something out of the wardrobe. We're focusing on the pajamas. So that's the that's the best fashion we got. And yeah, I don't even know what's next week. So we'll have to figure that out afterwards. But oh, this was so fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love talking about skins. And I guess I can talk about it for an hour. I didn't know that before, but... <laughs> We can we keep did. going, but yeah, I'm like, I, I don't, I'm literally going to like pass out from yeah. the heat and being sick. So yeah, it was so great to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have any links that you want to throw out for people to follow or anything? Yeah. My Instagram is at fake Chelsea Poe. My Twitter is at Chelsea Poe 666. Um, you can listen to my podcast, the performers pod on Spotify, Apple, um, YouTube, kind of all the podcast apps possible so yeah definitely check that out yeah everybody listen to the performers pod if you're looking for more content from chelsea and uh for this pod you can follow at oh wow the podcast on instagram and i always post on the reddit and the youtubes so you guys can chit chat about your thoughts and Thank you so much. It was so fun having you. you. Everybody have a good week. We'll be back next week solo. And okay. Thanks. Bye.